Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes every single Monday at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming and patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. Apparently this week it's all happening at the exact same time. Thank you guys so much for being here, for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your friends, and for telling the friend that just like some, they just, they're always there. Why are they there? You don't know, but tell them about We The Gamer Cast. I'm trying to tell you. Thank you for spreading the good word. Thank you guys so much for being here and for listening. I'm excited that you're here. I've got a lot on my mind. Oh my goodness gracious. I've got a great chat coming up for you. You know who's on the show. It says it in the, it's the title of the show. Uh, William Key, Will Key from the Outbreak podcast is here and I'm going to talk to him. Actually, I kind of did already, but for you, it's in the future. I, I never know how to sort any of this stuff out. How are you guys? Are you okay? Is everything all right uh, for me? There's a lot going on, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys are here. Um, typically, I start things off by by thanking everybody at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, and I'm still going to do that. I'm going to thank everybody for supporting us over there. You get amazing perks at that $3 tier, like uh, an episode of the Yumi Capri, Yumi and Capri podcast. And uh, in this, the, the latest episode, Ryan Turford and I sit one-on-one, and it is almost like a We The Gamer cast with Ryan Turford. We talk about recharging our batteries and what it's like to be an introvert and a lot of other amazing things. And people have already, patrons have already listened. The reviews are in. They're enjoying it. And uh, shout out, we got we to gotta get this thing printed out, actually. Um, our Patreon has been called the, the Game Pass of, of Patreon. There's so much content, it's, and I feel like there's actually more on the Patreon side than the free feed. So sign up there. Now, um, I'm actually, normally I go through a list of, of the patrons over here, and I hope that the patrons will understand that I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. Uh, because over the weekend, I, I, I did a, I, I completed a half marathon. It was 21 ish kilometers of me waddling along. <laughs> it was, there wasn't anything pretty about it. There was people far faster than me, but you know what? None of that even mattered at all. Um, it was all pushing myself to my limit and hopefully inspiring people to raise money. Uh, and, and just raise awareness for suicide prevention. Every September, I've done this run. I've done this event. I've done it as a half marathon twice now before, kind of bouncing in around between a five kilometer or 10, 10 kilometer run. Um, but always in memory of my friend, Justin Ching, who passed away uh, from suicide um, eight years ago now. And it has always been my my mission to stand alongside Justin's family, especially his mom, who I've become quite close with. And let her know that we will never forget Justin. And through the work uh, and even through the just this podcast, I think is a great example of we can have conversations about this stuff. We can be honest with each other. We can be o- open with each other um, about all aspects of mental health. Doesn't have to just be about suicide prevention. But I, I've just felt like this show in particular has um, created a space for all of us to be, like I said, very very open and honest with each other. So. Um, through this show and through the community and through many people, uh, from around the world, we were able to raise nearly $2,000 this year in memory of Justin and going towards probably the man, probably second or third, even uh, top fundraiser for the overall event. So that's really what matters. The, the time for the half marathon isn't really what matters, but, um, I always feel, um, obligation is the wrong word, but I feel very strongly to push myself and to inspire others to be part of this in any way they can. So instead of thanking all the patrons this week, I actually wanted to thank um, all the people who helped raise such an incredible amount of money through the donations. So I want to thank McBail, Matt Sawinski, Tony Baker, 
Charles McGregor, who developed a wonderful game called HyperDot, and he donated twice, and he donated very generously. So thank you to Charles. Uh, Tim Paulin, Marcus and Lindsay O'Neill, Court Lalonde, Seamus Mullins, Josh Stapleton, Nagachaka, James, and a few other anonymous donors. You guys are incredible. McBail, uh, in particular, I got your notification of your donation midway through the run. I don't know if you realize that you did that, but my my watch buzzed. I saw I got a, a donation towards the fundraising total, and that means everything, man. Um, there's a lot here. I don't even know if I have enough time to talk about it all. <laughs> I might have to, might have to bring some over to the pants, Patreon podcast for patrons podcast. But, um, I do want to get a couple things off my chest here. First of all, a huge thank you to Marcus O'Neill and his wife, Lindsay, um, and son who were there at the finish line and I didn't know they were coming. And I need to share the video of me crossing the finish line. Uh, my wife had brought the kids and they had noisemakers and they had special shirts and I didn't know anything that she had planned or anything that she had, um, arranged. Oh, it's kind of hard to talk about. Um, it was so, it was so special. And at the, and at the end of 21 kilometers that I wasn't prepared to do at all, uh, my kids were waiting for me and cheering for me. I don't know, very close to the, to the end, uh, to the, to the finish line. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why are they, why are they here? Why aren't they at the other side of the finish line? I remember thinking like, that's a very, you know, I'm kind of out of sorts. So maybe I didn't get it at first, but then I hear my wife say, run with daddy to the finish line. So they ran with me and they crossed the finish line with me. It's unforgettable moment. Just like we'll be with me forever. And as I cross the finish line, there's, uh, there's my wife, of course. Um, there's a wonderful lady in a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey who I won't, I, I, I will now not hold that against her. But at first I was like, what's, what's the deal with that? And I look over and it's Marcus O'Neill at the finish line, cheer me on. And the woman in the Toronto Maple Leaf jersey is his wife, Lindsay, and they're there with their son. And I didn't know that was happening, man. And I just like, for anybody who's done a challenging event like that, to have people there cheering you on and supporting you, it's everything. It's, it's, man, I think I, oh God, that's, there's actually too much. There's too much. Marcus, that meant the world to me, man. That was amazing. And obviously Chelsea just crushes it again. Um, I'm just very lucky to have wonderful people in my life showing me how it's done. You guys are all amazing. We did the thing. I'm very sore. <laughs> very. I've got a pretty wicked blister on my on one of my toes. Um, but it, it could be worse. It definitely could be worse. And we're just doing what we can to be there for Justin's family and to keep his memory alive. He was a special person, the brightest smile you could ever imagine. What happened to him was a tragedy. And if we prevent even just one other person from doing it, then we've at least accomplished something. Man, if you guys are struggling, please don't do it. Don't do that. Oh my goodness gracious. It's so hard on everyone around. Please talk to somebody. I, um, oh, just, just talk to somebody. Thank you guys. Um, I want to, I want to talk about, I don't actually want to make it about me. There's some other stuff that I was going through that I actually don't even want to make it about me. Um, that might be for another podcast, it might be for another time, but, um, People around me just made this weekend very, very special. We did the thing. I feel exceptional about it. And I'm just very grateful to all you guys. Okay. Maybe we'll come back to it at the end of the show, but I just wanted to, yeah, address the half marathon. Um, and then we did the thing. You guys are great. Okay. William Key 
has uh, we has been on the show before. You guys can find him in the feed, so you can get kind of like an origin story. We do make a couple of references to the uh, when he was on last, and what I love about this conversation is just like the growth um, and the changes. Man, the the focus on making sure that you take care of yourself is at the heart of this conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys will follow Will on Twitter at Will Key and listen to the podcast, the Outbreak podcast, and um, all the links are in the show notes. You guys are amazing. Here he is, my good friend and yours, Will Key. Nice man. Well, how are you? How are you doing with it all, dude? Like that's a lot going on. It's a lot of lot of change, like happening all the time. Like how how is it going for you? Yeah. So I I'd say with Finn, I've I've caught I've gotten a lot more comfortable since I think yeah. the last time we spoke. I've I've finally kind of gotten into a groove, mm-hmm. and I I've been hearing that by the time this second third birthday comes, they like to throw a wrench in those plans, and the terrible twos start to kick in. It's already starting to kick in a bit he's starting to show attitude yeah but i've gotten into a pretty good routine (laughs) oh yeah the the attitude it never ends but i've I've gotten into a pretty good routine with him there have actually been a couple of evenings that you know it's just been me and him Mm because my wife has like during the summer she works um as a lifeguard she does swim instructions like people's backyards like with their kids that's awesome but she's also um involved in like basically every sport under the sun she plays rugby volleyball baseball so she's if she's home during the week it's maybe two or three times in the evening so i've actually been taking up a lot of the responsibility of of putting him down for bed in the evening yeah uh and it's really helped me to sort of build that confidence in myself that i don't think i had a year ago in Mm -hmm. in feeling like i didn't know what i was doing yeah um and i think a lot of that came from losing that through covid not being able to go to a lot of the appointments to ask the questions that i needed to know about what am i supposed to do with this little thing when it comes home right and i just been like any parent just figuring it out as you go and learning what works and what doesn't and i honestly like not to toot my own horn i actually do think i'm a really good dad good for you although i do sometimes feel like a helicopter parent but it's sure it's the first kid i think it kind of comes with the territory and yeah. i you know i just obviously worry about him getting hurt or getting into something he's not supposed to yeah and so i'm trying to kind of like stop myself and just let him explore um but yeah there are times where it's like okay you know you've you've been sitting on grandpa's tractor for 45 minutes why don't we try <laughs> playing with one of our toys at the front of the house and yeah. then he throws a fit and cries for like 20 minutes because i've like taken him taking him inside to get him a snack and it's like you know just patience just breathe it's Mm -hmm. all it's all good (laughs) oh man you seem you seem good though dude like that's nice to see like a nice a nice there's an ease about you i think that i'm getting i'm picking up on maybe it's the beer maybe it's the budweiser the beer definitely (laughs) would help wouldn't it um i'd say the last you know it's been it's been up and down uh the past year and a bit um you know one thing that has changed a lot at least in the past year was i've actually switched jobs i was yeah. I, know, I was talking to you about that earlier still with the same company but i'm actually uh now working for corporate yeah um, and that that was a funny sell story out in itself. you sold yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> that's where i wanted to be all along good though, for you I mean. yeah yeah so i had this sort of epiphany moment when i turned 30 last year 
uh, and then the new year started that I was not happy with the hours I was working. No I mean, kidding. You know, when, we, when we spoke, I was working 12, 12 hour days every two weeks, rotating from a days to an overnight shift. And I realized that like trying to balance that schedule with once my wife, Sam ended up going back to work um, and then having been in daycare and then figuring out, okay, well, because my wife is a busybody, right? Like she wants to be out and she wants to be doing her extracurriculars like her sports and still be able to have a life, right? Yeah. But because I was working evenings, I felt like my work was kind of getting in the way of that, right? And that in turn would affect her mental health as well as my own. And so I, somebody within the company, it was actually a family friend who first got me into the company that I was working at, had posed this suggestion of like, you know, in the past, they have actually looked at people that they really like in the company and have basically given them positions. Like if you apply to a job or show interest in something, they would create a position for you. Hmm. And up until this point, I that that seemed unheard of to me for like other jobs that I had worked at at the past. Right. Yeah. It was always like, well, if there's a job posting, I'll just apply to that job. Or if it's like, look for something that's got the title of the job I want and I'll apply there. Yeah. So I was actually looking outside of the company for what I really wanted to do, which was to get back into writing or something with journalism yes. or communications. Um, but what ended up happening was that there was this job posting that came up for something called like an email marketing specialist. I, I don't know anything about it. It said you required eight to 10 years of experience. You got to know this, that, and this. And I'm wow. like, I don't know any of this stuff, but what do I have to lose by just applying for the position? Attaboy. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. So you know, I beefed up the resume. I sent it in. Of course, was not expecting to hear anything. I've been about a week later, I get an email back from the vice president of marketing within the company and said, um, you know, I saw your resume. I saw it come in. And while you are grossly underqualified for this position, <laughs> I was intrigued by your resume and your background and would like to, you know, set up a meeting to talk with you and, yeah. and learn more about you. Because, of course, on my resume before working in the plant, I had worked in communications. I had worked in journalism. Right. So it was we ended up having a like a 40 minute conversation over the phone um, just about my history and how I got to where I was. That in turn, ultimately, um, she directed me to their senior communications manager who set me up with like a writing test. Um, and we were having back and forth meetings all the while. Uh, we, my family had picked up COVID. And then the lady I was reporting to uh, also picked up COVID. And then we caught the flu. So it, 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 this went on for like a month and a half of just back and forth and then not knowing where it was going to go. Meanwhile, you're still like having radio. to do your job like you're still like. I'm You're, still doing my job yeah. and maybe only told like one or two people. I hadn't even told my direct supervisor yeah. yet that oh, this yeah. was happening. Um, and then I, I was off during COVID and then I get an email or a call from my plant manager who said, oh, so-and-so was here at the plant looking to talk to you. And it was the girl that I was supposed to be reporting to. She must have been at the plant just going to talk to our general manager and just wanted to come by and meet me in person. But I wasn't there because I was home with COVID. Yeah. So it was unfortunate. But the fact that she was asking, I, I was then sitting at home wondering, like, what is going on? Like, what <laughs> what are they planning on doing with me? Yeah. And are they just going to string me along? And then like, I was thinking worst case scenario at this point, like they hadn't said anything. I don't think I'm going to get it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, so hang on, had, hang on. What? what is, yeah. So when like you applied for the email marketing job, but wasn't that, but then they 
were interested to learn more, but had they told you what they were like guiding you towards? Like, was there any t- They were just like testing you. You're just like, okay, let's see what you they, got. Like, what's in that brain of yours? Yeah. So they gave me basically a sample piece to to write, and they had a couple of examples on their website sure. of like project profiles. For and where, you're like, you're going through these tests, like this battery of tests, and you don't know what's on the other side of it. And I'm just basically trying to write something to the best of my ability to what they're <laughs> looking for. Yeah. Based on the, what was already pre-existing on their website. So they yeah. wanted to just see my skill. But I didn't know what that was going to ultimately. That's like, wild, man. Well, how was this, that for you? You were like, I guess it doesn't even re- it doesn't seem to even register you, to you that like that was uh, maybe unusual <laughs> or something. It's like, yeah, sure. Throw at me five writing tests and whatever else. And we'll just see what happens out of this exercise. Like, I guess. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I mean, me. It, that seems unusual. No, I mean, I, and I think that because part of me was nervous because it had been so long since I had been paid to do writing. It had been yeah. probably three or four years. So I felt as if I had some some sort of like rusty gears that needed to, Did you? to be oiled again. Right. Yeah. And but then, you know, writing is a lot like riding a bike and that when you just start kind of doing it, you get back into the groove. I wasn't even entirely sure if what I was going to write for them was going to be what they were looking for. What they kind of writing? Was see. it promotional, like marketing kind of stuff or it, it, technical yeah, writing? So um, this was a little bit, but not too much. It was There was freedom to sort of be creative. and it <laughs> Storytelling, was kind of like a pro- <laughs> short stories. Yeah, it, it was more like a project profile that I okay. was writing. So yeah. like, because the company I work for deals with paving products like paver stones and retaining walls, it, it essentially we were talking about like a a site that they that used our product there. And I was talking about the product and what was used there, talking about the history of that site and maybe why they turned to us to you know want to incorporate our product there. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sort of like. I had then sent an email because I'm looking at this project and I'm like, it's not listing which particular products are here. So I'm yeah. like, dumb question. What products were used on this uh, project? Because it's not listed here and I don't want to just make it up. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, I, I could very well make it up. But at the, at the end of the day, I'm like, I mean, I, it's not as if like I even know what the job is going to be at the end of this. So I guess there's no stupid questions. I thought, okay. And little did you know that was the test. Would you that, ask the question? That was the test. No, she actually, she was glad that I asked. She's I'll like, that, that's a great question. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I do this writing test for them, submit it. I don't hear anything for a couple of weeks. And then I finally get an in-person meeting with her and she's talking about the job and it's a copywriter position. And, you know, bear in mind, like when I think copywriter, I think marketing department and right. I, I have no idea. Like I didn't go to school for marketing, but I felt as if that at least the writing skills could kind of correlate much like from going from journalism to communications, there'd be some similarities. Mm-hmm. So all I knew was that my task was going to basically just be writing all day, whatever they would throw at me. And that's kind of what it ended up being. I was even able to negotiate my salary too, because I told them outright, I said, listen, this is how much I'm making here. Mm-hmm. Can you match that or get me close? Cause I don't want to literally drop down $30,000 yeah. a year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't really afford to do that. So I came out of it with, you know, a generous amount, I guess, um, without giving too much away. But uh, beginning of May, I officially started with them as their new copywriter. Wow. And I've been working, I've been working from home four days a week and once in office, but it's in their, their downtown Toronto office. 
So I don't have to deal with anything with the plant. I, you know, that plant can crash and burn for all I care. It probably, it was on its, its uh, last. Oh no, (laughs) don't put that out there. No, it's, it's, it was, they were taking away a lot of products that we were originally producing when I started there and they only had two when I was leaving. They only had two products that they were running and they, Auto, it was an auto line machine that was basically failing every time they got it to run. Like the so ice cream like, machine at, at McDonald's. Exactly. It was yeah. essentially the ice cream machine at McDonald's. Dang. And that they, they would not afford to send any decent repairmen to fix it. That was, <laughs> we were just part of its brand, man. Part, it's part yeah. of the expectations. So how is like quality of life? Like it's got to be totally different. And I have to, I have to comment on the fact that the last time you were on, we were talking about your, your unbelievable hours. And I was commending you on basically just like doing whatever it took, um, for your family. And it's like, like comparing that to where you are now, like, is it nice to know that you don't have to do that for the sake of your family? Like the, like all the sacrifice and maybe it was worth something and that it was temporary. Maybe you didn't realize before it was temporary. Like, do you ever think about like the dip where you are now versus that like that's mind-blowing dude what a difference yeah it's it's amazing to think just how much more time i have back on my side nice Um, i felt as if i was giving so much energy and time to basically do these mundane tasks that weren't making me very happy at the end of the day and the the energy um of just some of the people i was working with felt very negative but like in the last couple of months before i decided to leave sorry if i burp i'm drinking the beer is making me all bubbly <laughs> i was so waiting like, for it <laughs> i was like oh, please don't let it be a big one but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's um the transition from the plant to the um the corporate world was very seamless in fact my first day in office when i got to meeting everybody it was as if I'd already known them for six months. Like they oh, just cool. welcomed me with open arms and it, they were more interested in my background because they, funny enough, I'm the only one that has come from the plant. So I had I'll a bet. prior knowledge of making the product and they were all asking me questions like, Oh, like, what did you do? Like, which products did you make? And I'm like, nothing you would see in the catalog, unfortunately, cause they've mm. discontinued a lot of them. But yeah, I had that experience for four years of, of being on the ground floor and getting my hands dirty and then to now come in. And I feel like I have that, like, I, I'm not like starting from scratch and trying to learn everything as I go. Yeah. Oh, it's like, I already know the product. I already know the brand. So I have that edge coming in that I didn't have at prior jobs. And I feel like I've come in and it's been like, regardless of the amount of projects that they've handed at me, like, that that work-life balance is so much healthier than it was working in the plant. I can just sign off at the end of the day at 4, 4.30, and then that's it. You know, yeah. I don't have to think about work until I turn my phone, turn my laptop on the next day, and that, and that feels good. Yeah. And, and I think that was well needed, at least for my family, because I think they could tell that, like, it was wearing on me it, physically and mentally. Yeah. You know, obviously it's not to say that I don't still have anxiety for other things because I anxiety grows and shifts and changes and you know, it manipulates you in different ways. But the work side is not stressing me out as much as it used to. Do you compartmentalize in that way? Like you kind of have like almost like a meter on like personal or work or whatever else. Like 
because that's <laughs> like honestly that's kind of how like i i kind of picture it as like um carpool gaming and content and family and professional and health and fitness like i always see i always see them as um like i'm juggling balls and to be honest with you like this week in particular it's just like everything is just it's all on the floor so i'm just bending over and picking stuff up but i definitely feel like i've got meters that i'm just trying to keep from collapsing <laughs> that's the way it, it's almost as if you're playing playing a day in the life of the sims right totally you're trying to dude you're trying to match everything and you're trying to keep everything up so that you're yeah, sims sims, happy and that they're you know it's too real that. it's way it too, too real, real. They, they nailed it they absolutely nailed it and i don't know it's it's, it's a difficult um thing to unpack because I don't know if I view it that way because of The Sims. Like I played like the original back in whatever the heck that was, nineteen ninety seven, yeah. or like on PC and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, that's definitely like that came from from somebody who's experienced life, you know. But do you exactly. think like not to make it about me? Like, do you feel like you know this is a pretty significant change as far as what's expected from you in terms of like the number of hours or like there's like a normalization maybe if I can say that that. Like now you've got like a more typical like nine to five. Like, does that represent anything to you? Is this just like where you're at right now? Like, what? I don't know. Is there anything more than just the career change, or is this just like another another phase? It seems like it happens uh, as you roll into your thirties here. So it seems like there's a lot happening for you, man. You've got you've got your your son growing up. You're turning thirty. You got your office job. Like, I don't know. There's a there's a whole thing. There's you know, you're you're turning into a into what they what they show on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> a, a nice young, well established man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, was this part of the like the, the the ideal? Like, is this kind of you're realizing things that you wanted, or is it just flying by the seat of your pants? I think with a lot of the time, it may be it may be a blend of the two. Sure. Maybe that like I could I could be in denial day to day, and then there's some one day I'll just wake up and it'll just be like, I want something different. I, yeah. Something like, you know, it, it, it was like the good example of this is, is last week I finally decided to sign up for the gym again. I had put it off all, I put it off all summer, but work had been offering me like a fitness incentive, which I had just neglected to take. And I, I could have taken it back in May when I stopped playing hockey for the summer, but I didn't. And I put it off and then, all of a sudden, I just woke up and I'm like, I'm going to do it. It just sort of snapped yeah. into place. Yeah. Like, it, today's the day. And yeah. that's, for some things, um, that's kind of how I've operated. And it's, you know, I think it, the idea has had, would roll around in my head, but I would just keep kind of putting it off, putting it off. And then eventually, I'm like, I will revisit this. It's almost as if kind of prioritizing or, yeah. you know, seeing what falls into certain priorities. Like, for example, I've also been telling myself I need to... Um, redo my prescription for my glasses but i've been saying that for two years and i feel like one day when i'm squinting at the television and i and i'm literally sitting two feet from it i'm gonna be like maybe it's time to go <laughs> get those do you not glasses. have any glasses like are you wearing contacts right now you're not wearing you have no you have nothing no like, i have i have where, I, so where's I your have vision my glasses at? for i'm a, oh i don't know the number but sure but... i i use mine for distance so i've had glasses since i was 10 yeah but um <laughs> Because you should get most glasses, things, man. I do. I have glasses. I just don't wear them often <laughs> because I'm in a, a lot of environments that I'm in. Most things are now close up, and it's like I'm not going to sit and wear my glasses while watching the TV if it's literally three feet, four feet away from me. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. 
if I was driving on the highway and I needed to see a sign, that'd probably be a good place to put my glasses on. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like my vision is not like that bad. Like sure. I, so I was able to just pass at least the, for the roadside, like that I don't need my glasses in the car. So mm-hmm. I can squint at the last minute to catch a sign and then turn, you know what I mean? Well, but like, <laughs> dude, I know. <laughs> I know it's I know it's not good for my eyes, but I've been squinting since I, I don't mean 10, you even 10. brought it up on your own. And I'm sitting here like giving you a hard time about it. God knows I got stuff I got to get taken care of. So I'm just I'm just busting some chops a little bit. So it's all good. Somebody's got to bust my chops because I mean, <laughs> if nothing else, you got to see that detail in the TV, man. Like, yeah, we sit closer to our displays, but I don't know about you. Like I, I definitely every now and then I'll be lazy and I just won't want to grab my glasses and I'll, and I'll sit there and I'll play a game and maybe it's in my own head. I'm like, I'm not. If it's multiplayer, like I'm not playing as well, mm-hmm. I, I got to get the, that just extra little bit of sharpness. My eyes aren't bad at all, but I, I feel like I can't live without these glasses, man. Well, and the thing is, too, the reason why I feel like I, I need to upgrade my prescription is because the last couple of times I tried to put them on, it just feels like it's harder to look through. Like, it's oh, not as if go. like it's it's still clear, but it does definitely feel as if on the back end, my eyes have adjusted a little bit and that like maybe from eye to glasses it's sort of noticing that and it's like mm-hmm. trying to compensate for the difference and it's like a, a minor struggle but i definitely can't see myself wearing them for eight hours in a day would you ever I, do I'll laser eye them. surgery would you ever consider that maybe this is my baby step question towards like some sort of cybernetics or something like some sort of <laughs> machine augmentations <laughs> i'm i'm sure if it my vision worsens in the future possibly i'm not nothing's ever off the table i was afraid of getting contacts because i used to watch my too. like put them in and i'm like how like i can't yeah. touch my eyes not well, a chance. how are you just okay with touching your eyes that... like mm-hmm. it's so gross yeah dude like there's too too many times where i like even if i'm like rubbing my eye and there's something in there and I, like the scratching potential is is way too high and yeah falling asleep with them in your eyes that that would be me every single night like I need to it I need was, to get a better yeah. like going to bed routine. Sometimes I'll just be like I'll just sit on a chair until I kind of conk out. And it's like that's not that that's like, you know, when you're 15. Like that's how you go to bed when you when you're a child. And like now I can I should probably like brush my teeth or something or I don't know, wash my face and and have my 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 nightgown on. <laughs> like there's like routines that people do i'm very curious if there's my like my wife a... is very good at those routines yes. she washes her face in the morning yeah. and at night, brushes her teeth in the morning and night like i obviously i brush my teeth in the morning and night as well but like the face washing sometimes yes. it, i forget to do that you know what i mean obviously i forget to put my nightie on you know i just yeah. i'm still in my like boxers or whatever that might be a little too much information sometimes for some, i wear this but... sweater to bed man whatever like i'm i am yeah, an absolute child <laughs> I run hot at night, so if anything, the layers are coming off. It, like, oh, damn. Yeah. Not to say, right. I'm not going completely nude or anything like that. You know, so keep, so no contacts. <laughs> no contacts. We've got to get you. We got to get your glasses. What, what's going on with the, the podcast, dude? What's going on with the you were? Did you kill Jordan's podcast? My goal in life is to make sure everybody else's podcast sinks and I continue to swim. That, Imagine that it. Yeah, goal. yeah. Just go go one by one. <laughs> sabotage everybody's podcast i hope to god i can record one next week hopefully <laughs> somebody will come along I took, next friday so i made sure this week that i recorded an episode so that way you wouldn't hold it over my head because on the last show i missed like a week or two and you were like well will you uh got to record this week and i'm like i already took my two-week vacation back in august so 
Now I go. have no excuse. And with this upcoming um, D23 Expo, yeah, I, I have to record something next week because I'm going to be inundated with all this news and I'm going to want to talk about it. So, Did you watch the thing earlier today, the Disney and Marvel showcase that they did? No, but I was getting the... Because I, I was at the Fall Fair, so I was yeah. just getting the stories on my phone and I was seeing... Like, I'd pull up Twitter and I'd see, like, there was a trailer for, like, a Captain America Black Panther yeah. game. And I was watch. I watched, like, 30 seconds of it with the sound off. And I'm like, I, no, I'm going to just wait till, you know, I'm in a quiet, dark room and watch it. I, re- I really think, like, you're not really. I-, I watched it and I don't know if you're really missing anything as far as, like, just getting the highlights off of IGN or whatever. But or Twitter. No, exactly. And most of the time, that's how I roll. And, and that's probably going to be that way tomorrow when they do their big mcu yeah. showcase but like i i rarely tend to watch things live as they're happening especially like if i'm working in the office like that's you know i'm being paid to work not necessarily paid to watch a, a one-hour live stream although i would love to I yeah mean, maybe next year like, you know get a year under maybe. your belt yeah yeah until you <laughs> start more confidence sneaking yeah. away <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's not to say i don't i don't like drift off to twitter every now and then yeah like, i mean you know, earbud. You got the you got the earbuds. You could easily just have something going. I know you're working from home too. Yeah, this is terrible. I'm like totally tempting you to the dark side, man. Don't... I've honestly, I've already, I've already kind of, you know, I teased myself with the dark side a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, I do have like YouTube playlists that I'll pop on for like focused music and stuff like that. And oddly enough, I don't like. My 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 taste in focus music tends to change, but I'm in this really weird like I need to listen to like ambient Silent Hill Same. scary mm-hmm. music. Oh, and okay, no, I that, I yeah. agree too soon. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're just getting in the Halloween spirit. It's like playing but Christmas music in November. I would listen to it all. I would listen to it all year round. Okay, yeah, I just I absolutely love listening to those like dark sort of like. And sometimes it's the the playlist that's like have the dark sort of liminal space like photo photos. I don't know if you've seen those before. No. So like the I've been like kind of like semi obsessed with the idea and concept of like liminal space, which is this big sort of thing that's taken off on the internet the last couple of years. And there's this YouTuber that made this um, that's making this sort of almost like a creepy pasta story about the back rooms i don't know if you've heard of it this is Uh, like just on the fringe of my knowledge i feel like i've heard this liminal space thing like so yeah like okay i mean i'll play even part of the audience like bring me up to speed and then we'll kind of dive into this like what what are you talking about here yeah so the idea of i guess liminal space it's sort of like they they talk about it as if like a transition from one space to another and how they sort of articulate it in photos is it tends to be photos of like dimly lit, maybe foggy areas where like devoid of people of, or anything. And a lot of the times the pictures are of areas that are like strangely familiar places that you may have seen in like a dream or in a past life or stuff like that. So you're going to see a lot of photos of say like playgrounds and like empty streets uh, with like no cars, no people and most of the time it's either dark or the the lighting is off and strange. Most of the time it looks like it was taken on a super old camera. And then transitioning to like YouTube and they will collect all these photos and put a playlist of like ambient, dark, semi creepy music to kind of go with it. And it's that that's like I would listen to that stuff all day, every day. Like if I could just make that music on like in a playlist on my phone and just drive in the car, I would like it's 
it's weird like how i've just sort of adopted that as my focus music for work it's not even like the lo-fi you know girl trying to study at her desk that's mine smooth jazz Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah And I do appreciate the the coffee house jazz. Yeah, like, that's nice to listen to. And I've even put on like Animal Crossing music. You know, because yep. sometimes that stuff is yeah, cute, kind of similar to listen to. Mm-hmm. But then I always come back to the dark, like gritty, hmm. um, weird noise. And I reference Silent Hill because they have such a great like it. They have just great music, and they even have a playlist I've I found that's just the ambient sounds and noise and music from the games, like yeah. each game. And I'll just say, like, today I'm going to listen to Silent Hill 3. And it'll just be, like, weird noises of just, like, strings and weird, like, slaps of drums. And I'm like, this, like, this would, like, freak anybody out. This, like, there's no way anybody would focus and work. But it keeps me going. And I can, I can turn out a lot of stuff while listening to this random, I guess, noise metal, <laughs> whatever it's called. It seems unsettling. And there's no judgment because I, I love listening to music that, that, most people would think is like like really you listen to that like i i love that but like this is like how do you discover this i guess this is oddly like kind of what donnie and i were talking about on sweet hangs like that music discovery is so difficult like how did you come across this it's um it yeah i don't i don't imagine that it's just like on tv one day or i don't know were you thinking of silent hill you're like i'd like to listen to like silent hill music like i'm curious how you managed to get onto this path i mean i've always been a fan of the games and I think by association, the, the music, um, but and I've always been sort of associated or, or really enjoyed like dark kind of spooky stories. Right. So like referencing back to like creepypastas, I've always kind of, I'd love to read stuff on creepypastas or I'd love to watch like videos or essays or people talking about the stories and, and stuff like that. Um, but it also comes up, in weird obscure places too like i could be watching a a video essay on like a video game and they'll make reference to liminal spaces and Mm. i'm like then i go on this whole weird rabbit Uh, hole that algorithm man yeah and and i've i've my my last year at at this time i think everything that was clouding my youtube um recommends was like reaction videos yeah and a lot of stuff from twitch and i was doing i've been trying to work really hard at trying to clear that and and put in some interesting newer like i I like video essays um and specifically around video games or pop culture or anything like that yeah um even like that's sort of like social media and like like that sort of thing so i tried to subscribe to just a bunch of like youtubers that were kind of putting out videos like that and then ultimately my recommended feeds would just be populating me with like different content that was similar to what they was like mm-hmm. what they were already working on it's interesting and from there of course yeah it's interesting that you know i remember i don't know maybe 50 god it's been a long time so i would obsess over like my even before itunes i would obsess over my winamp you know mp3 library and everything make sure everything's organized and like i would spend time to make sure that that was a thing and now that's not really a thing because I like Apple Music mostly takes care of everything and I would like or YouTube Music or Spotify or whatever. So now instead of like obsessing over that, like we obsess over the algorithm like we and it's so weird because it's not like you're physically like putting things into folders or anything. You're just feeding it. You're like mm-hmm. entering things into searches and you're subscribing to things to teach it to give you the things that you want, which I guess is kind of good to know that you want something different than what it's giving you is a lot of people like myself included, just like, I guess I'll just zombie way my through YouTube and 
whatever it's giving to me is, I guess, what I'll watch. And I feel my soul dying every minute I spend on that stupid app. Yeah. And, and I've also been trying to do that with, say, Facebook, Twitter, and even Instagram. Just like yeah. Facebook, for example, I went in and I mean, I don't use Facebook much anymore to begin with. It's still on my phone. Like, I'll check the notifications occasionally, but I've basically unfollowed like my entire friend list except for my family and a few close friends so maybe yeah. and my feed will then populate me with everything that those people are doing it's not going to populate me with you know what this person i haven't seen in 15 years from high school is doing like the people i don't really care about you know what yeah. i mean um so it's less busy and and i don't find myself scrolling as much because i'm already seeing everything that i need to see um and same with twitter sort of following certain people that maybe at least relevant to what I'm interested in from, from a podcast standpoint, Yeah. Um, following say the video game news or entertainment. But sometimes with Twitter, that can be a little tricky too. Yeah. I, I know, you know, from just being on Twitter and seeing a lot of negativity that can come up from people and reacting to things or having a bad take on something. And it can really kind of weigh, weigh you down in terms of like, wow, like I really don't feel good just like scrolling through the feeds, like everything's feeling very negative. Yeah. So it's an app that you almost just shut off. Mm -hmm. um, and one that I'm kind of, so like the, the thing with discord, um, I know I I've actually muted all my notifications. So I, I have not been as active on discord recently and it's only because it's where it's like the one app that is bringing my battery life down on my phone so quickly because <laughs> I keep getting pings from everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm on a, a couple of different servers and I keep telling myself, I really need to, condense it down to like maybe five or six like i'm a part of maybe a dozen and yeah and a lot of them i don't even go on anymore because it's just too much right yeah um like i would stay on obviously carpool gamings for sure i would stay on save the game media i mean i would stay on my own but that's only because it's my own right Makes but sense. like maybe like two or three others and that would be it yeah but it, it's it's hard to keep up up with all the conversations too it can be a little overwhelming at times so it, it's like where do i jump in yeah and sometimes it's almost easier not to say anything and and that's something that i feel is some an area that i still need to improve on right because especially in well because i i kind of told myself that my goal was to sort of build a community right and oh i see yeah you know i have i think from the last time we spoke I have come a long way in terms of, you know, reaching out and, and befriending people within the community or else like it wouldn't have given me the opportunity to jump on with Jordan for his podcast a couple of times. Right. right. You know, I, you know, and then I've had invitations to go on a couple of different shows. And I think I kind of put the pressure on myself and, and say that, like, you know, my setup is not there yet. You know, and now I'm back home recording my show. Where of course the internet situation it's sort of here or there. Like, Some somehow your home setup is is less stable than your work. Like your where were you recording in an office at, at work, like yeah. in a plant? Yeah. Yeah. That's I was recording on like a Friday night or at the end of a shift on uh, a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Now I've kind of adjusted to recording on Wednesdays because it was so like the one day my wife's out of the house. Oh you know, yeah, I, that's everything. I feel weird kind of recording in the same space as, as her, like sitting on the the opposite end of the couch. I would you know too, I mean? big it's, time. Mm -hmm. It's very weird, right? And it's one thing if I was, you know, podcasting with somebody, 
Yeah. But because I'm running it solo, it just looks like me talking to myself for 40 minutes. It looks like, like I'm talking to myself too. No, man. Yeah. I used to like, you know, I, I, I've moved my podcast set up a couple of times in this house. And, and back in the early days, I felt very self-conscious of Chelsea um, hearing just really one part of a podcast where, especially if it was more than just one person, or even in this case where I'm, I'm, I'm mostly listening, um, it's silence for minutes on end. And then all of a sudden I just like jump in. So it's, it's gotta be very distracting. It might also, it might even be better for a solo podcaster, but we're in our heads no matter what, you know, when we're, mm. when we're aware that there's another kind of person somewhere around. Um, I was like this even with the phone. Like I really don't like taking phone calls with people within earshot. Um, I never understood how people could do it on public transit. They just like pick up the phone and just have like a full on conversation like that is so awkward to me. Like, uh, nobody wants to hear that. And how can you feel comfortable and be okay with that? I don't know. Especially for like, yeah, calls that aren't like absolutely necessary for that moment. It's just like, oh, they're just talking about whatever life, I guess. Or just throwing the phone on speaker so that you can hear both sides of the conversation. Yeah, No, that's a special, that's a special kind of narcissism for sure. So the solo thing's still going okay though. Like you're still like you're you're still just rocking it by yourself. Do you ever get a the urge to like bring anybody else on or like what do you what are you thinking, man? Yeah, so that that those urges definitely still come up. You know, I've I've been asked left, right, and center, like, hey man, I'd love to come and chat with you. No, and no, I think I'm still... absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll pencil you in next week, and then I I secretly record my show. Ghost like, them? <laughs> oh, so sorry. We already yeah. Damn. I, but I think it's my own insecurities about my sure. setup maybe that's what's holding me back is that like like say with today like if yeah i know we were having the issues at the beginning i'm sitting here worried it's on my end because i'm sitting as close to the window as possible with my phone hotspot on because yeah. i don't have the MiFi this week right and i'm like it's me it's definitely got to be me that it's like it's and it's not a big deal if it was though right? the thing is and i'll let you off like it it happened last week we didn't have an episode last week because there was there was technical issues last week and it's like it's not a big deal the world keeps yeah. spinning. You know, we get, I guess the only, the only crappy part is it's, I'm just sad. I didn't get to chat with who I was scheduled to chat with last week like that. And then you kind of have to message that out. But like, other than that, you know, it's whatever. And the thing is like, these things just happen and they, mm-hmm. they seem to hit harder in the early days or whatever, like the first couple of times. And then you come to realize, and this is why I'm telling you this story is like, happens to everybody. Like a computer crashes or Donnie's mic stops working in the middle of sweet hangs or whatever. Like these things, these things happen. It's, it's hardly ever anybody's fault except for bad bit. Um, you know, but these things, these things happen. It's not a, it wouldn't have been like a reflection on you or me or anybody like whatever. It's just, it is what it is. So that's the one thing, I guess, even just doing this show in general, like, um, one of my original thoughts was like, could I even just do it? Mm-hmm. just from a technical standpoint like what would it take like and figuring that out i i feel like that's something that i will bring with me for the rest of my life is the lessons that you learn by going like i don't know how to do this but it seems like it could work in this way or even easier now is like other people are doing it and if only there was like a vast collection of video instructions on how to do pretty much whatever you could ever want to do on the internet you know what i mean yeah there's an app for that that, yeah. that shows you a bunch of how to's uh, i can't quite put the name on <laughs> yeah 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 man there's there's resources and friends everywhere so whatever you want to do like it's just a matter of like typing it in 
or yeah and and the thing is nobody nobody is coming to me and the people who have reached out and asked that they want to come on and talk with me they are not holding they're not holding any ill will against me for say not bringing them on in a week or something like that sure like i i guarantee you before my 100th episode i will have a guest on because i've already kind of told people yeah i've already kind of told people this will happen like we'll get you on to talk about this you know so i've I've already kind of put that out there. So now I kind of like I this. Obviously, you're kind of dangling it. Again. Yeah. You're yeah. kind of like, uh, no, nobody gets on just yet. Like, I'm like, the door is <laughs> open. Everybody can get on this thing. And you're like, mm, no, I kind of like this. It's like the, the Eric Cartman amusement park. Like, nobody's allowed in. But then everybody but wants to be in. The, now that I've got the work laptop and the uh, my, my Bluetooth AirPods, and I know the audio quality is at least good there, that is an option, right? And... My my other worry was that like my my last setup with my microphone and my mixer didn't quite cut it. Then I talked about like well I can just buy a USB uh, microphone, plug it directly into the computer, and that would solve that issue. Right? Yeah. But I also like my work laptop is way way better than my old laptop that I'm currently recording on, which is almost like 20 years old at this point. I don't what? know how it's still running. It's yeah it's well. 20 is a little bit of a stretch. Maybe 12. Maybe 12. That's probably better. It's like an old Toshiba laptop. Oh, that is. It. Yeah, they haven't made laptops in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I've been using it since 2010. So before I started college. Wow. So it's been kicking. It's kicking okay. around. But like, yeah, so I'm yep. still using that. And it, it whirs just as loud as my PlayStation 4 does when I'm playing God of War. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's, it's still pretty loud. But like, it gets the job done. You know what I mean? It and connects to the was, internet. It connects to the internet when I need it to. <laughs> That's all you I, need. The audio mixer and the mic work when it needs to. And yeah. I've been able to figure out how to make the audio sound nice in post. And that that's all that matters, right? Look at you, man. You're 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 getting every possible last ounce of effort and energy out of that laptop. That is incredible. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn it to the ground. That's for sure. It's, uh, <laughs> it's gonna go. Right. It's gonna basically. I'm gonna be recording an episode. It'll be on fire, and it's yeah. gonna be like this is fine. <laughs> Finish I'll, it. I want to get eventually to you. Brought up um, video essays, and I want to get to that too. But I'm, I'm while we're on the topic of your podcast and reaching episode 100 and everything. Like, what are you finding that you're either getting out of doing the podcast or? like saying like do you feel like you found a voice do you feel like you found things that like you really need to like discuss and talk about like what where where is this thing kind of finding itself i imagine you're finding your groove in some sort of way and like what what's the identity of it i guess i i have definitely sort of adopted it as if it's you know part sort of breaking down the news that I feel like I can speak to in the industry that I'm covering like games or movies, television. Okay. But yet there's a big emphasis now at the start of my show where I'm kind of going over, you know, what's new in my life or what am I playing? What am I watching? And I try, I try to put a lot more emphasis on that at the beginning because I feel like that's where it's going to set myself apart from another show that is going to be basically talking about the same two or three stories that have already been discussed to yeah. death in, in the news, right? I still listen to a number of other gaming podcasts and, and stuff to get ideas for maybe stories or be like, oh, shoot, I should have covered that one, right? But um, I'm collecting different stories throughout the week and then kind of whittling them down and seeing, like, what could I what could I talk to? You know, what mm-hmm. what is something that is, like, 
at least like I, I feel like I have an opinion on to a to a point. You know what I mean? Like, and there are certain stories that I will keep in that I really don't have much of an opinion on, but I just think it's relevant news because it's like it's hard hitting or it, it's something that needs to be shared, and that's okay. Um, and the length has slowly been getting longer. I've been finding at least in the last like, you know, two dozen episodes. It yeah. used to be like 10 to 20 minutes and now they're starting to go half hour to 40 minutes and people ask me like how is it that you run a solo podcast and are able to talk just yourself for 30 to 40 minutes and i'm like i guess i just like the sound of my voice i don't know (laughs) and i think people have been kind of stroking my ego for a little too long um in terms of just the way my voice sounds like people tell me i have a really like great speaking voice and then I've just been kind of letting that get to my head. And maybe that's where I guess my confidence in continuing to do this is. It's From that is I know that I have that talent to be able to do it. I have that writing ability to be able to put the script together. And then I, you know, I also have been sort of following the, the industry for a while. Um, but then it's also like I'm now having people coming up and saying that they're listening and people that are getting caught up on the episodes every week and more and more people that are telling me this. I'm not necessarily seeing it in the numbers. Like I hate to sort of compare my numbers to say another podcast that may be raking in like it's 20, useless 20 to do K. anyways. Yeah, that it doesn't and matter. That's, it gets hard, but then I'm like, well, like I at least can like put a face to a, a number of people that are listening to my show, and I think that that's a lot more important than say, you know, five five zeros at or something at the end of like who's listening or downloading, right? Like totally. At the end of the day, somebody is listening to this, and somebody is looking forward to seeing this show up in their their feed yeah um right and so that's I'm, that's what i've still been doing this show for is not only for myself but for those people it's so. uh it, it's remarkable when you when you start to like you know you put out especially as a solo podcaster you're really just like you're almost like putting it out into the void and you're like it who knows? I'm enjoying doing this and it's a it's a creative muscle that I'm exercising here and blah, blah, blah. But then like somebody like reaches out and goes like, hey, man, that was cool. And you're like, what? Like you heard it? Like did that? Um, I don't imagine that that was recent. I feel like you still had people you had people letting you know and that they were out there and listening even the last time that you were on. But I mean, this is all centered around your, your notion of building community, which is, I think, one of the big things that we connected on the last time that you were on the show as well. Yeah. And I mean, I've been telling people I've been more comfortable telling people, like even people that I don't think would even be interested that I have a podcast because people. Oh, there you go. Like, yeah, like people are are interested, regardless of what the topic is. When they hear that you do a podcast, like their ears perk up, they want to know more. Like I've had people at work that have actually been seeking it out. That's why I try not to ever talk bad about work. Right. I just say only (laughs) nice things about work. But um, it's nice to know that people are intrigued by the idea of podcasting. It's, it's, I, you see during COVID, like a lot of people were starting a podcast, right? Cause they were all cooped up at home and they didn't really know what to do with themselves. Yeah. And now that we're sort of two and almost three years into it and it's sort of, you know, COVID starting to fade away, people are starting to return to somewhat normal lives. I'm, I'm watching as a number of the shows that had started around the same time mine did are starting to dwindle out shows yeah. that I thought could carry on and we're doing way better in terms of like viewership and listeners. And like there was a show that I listened to at like the peak of COVID and we were just taking off at the same time. Um, and they were getting get, like new guests on every, every week for their show. Like it was like a, 
almost like a, a talk show in a way, but like an hour long talk show. And it was a show that I had guested on in my first year of podcasting. And then they, the one uh, co-host went through basically three or four different co-host changes because his first co-host left and he couldn't find that same groove. And then eventually they decided to part ways and go to Twitch and just do gaming, just yeah. play games on Twitch. Right. And I was like, that was a show that I didn't think would end, but then somehow I just keep trucking along because like I said at the beginning, it's like, I'm, I'm just trying to, <laughs> to leave everybody else in the dust or something like that. Right. But then I wanted to say this since, you know, I probably did say this at some point, but when I when I heard that you that you guys were rebranding as Carpool Gaming, that was another boost of sort of inspiration to keep going. I, I was like very humbled, very sort of honored to sort of watch that transition. And it it felt natural. It felt like that was the way it was supposed to go. And that you sort of, you know, watching this community that's been slowly growing around you guys and like you guys are now like operating as if it's like a professional, like this could be your full-time jobs. We've fooled you going. then. We've definitely fooled you. There's, um, it's a but lot of stuff, but I wouldn't <laughs> say professional is really the word, but I appreciate the kind words, man. Yeah, no. And it's, and it's, it's inspiring to see that you have surrounded yourself with, you know, like-minded individuals that, that not only want to continue to see you succeed and are there every step of the way, but that you are also working together to build some truly remarkable content but it inspires somebody like me you know obviously he feels like the little guy to just keep going and you know eventually you know i have those little opportunities of like gold nuggets that sort of come up being yeah. able to jump on with jordan um and guest on his show you know i had opportunities to um originally before they went on hiatus i was going to guest on press yyz like unfortunately those guys went on hiatus so i didn't get to go on but people were reaching out to me and asking if I wanted to come on and, and talk on a show. And that was something I I didn't expect. I was yeah. like, you guys see me as sort of like, a, you know, a talking head, or I guess an expert or something in something like that. Yeah. That's cool that you you thought of me. You know what I mean? It was something yeah. I, I never really considered. But I guess goes back to, in a way, like I had a weird sort of like small view of what building a community meant. But I mean in a way it's like we're all sort of one big community and we're just building each other up and we're all kind of a part of each other's communities in a way like i agree it's not just like you're not like the top of the the food chain necessarily it's not definitely like a not inverted pyramid it's like we're all sort of you know we're all part pieces of the puzzle in a way i was on nintendo pals last night and i was saying that we're part of the uh like the indie podcast mcu and there's all these different like storylines happening and there's like there'll be the Avengers line that we eventually kind of all get to. But, you know, there's TV shows and there's miniseries and whatever happening on Disney Plus. And you can watch it all and listen to it all if you want to to get the entire picture. But you don't need to. You can kind of jump from thing to thing. I, 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 I feel like that analogy kind of works. And the thing that comes to mind to me as we're talking about this is like, isn't it remarkable that like as we come to this point in our lives where this would be of interest to us and we've moved away from the things that we were doing when we were teenagers and stuff like that that like podcasts and and video game communities and things just happened to be a thing right at the time that we needed probably the most this isn't this isn't happening like when we're 75 you know this isn't happening when we're when we're 10 it's happening like it's it's burgeoning now like maybe for the last five or six years or something but it's I don't know. I feel like there's something magical about that, like very 
very serendipitous that what are the chances that as and maybe it's just maybe every everybody sees themselves um as lucky depending on just where they are in their life like not everybody is like us having you know new dads and things like that it it's just as meaningful to somebody who is just getting out of college and finding a community and it's a, it's a great time so maybe there's maybe that's just really the celebration is no matter where you are in your life that this is a newfound thing that we're all kind of discovering all at the same time and i don't know it's like a it's like an alternative to like a curling league that we would join you know like to <laughs> just to have the social aspect of our lives i feel like it's just an an additional option to what would normally be pretty limited as far as uh, especially like guys like us like dads with families and stuff and you've got limited time to do whatever else other than family and work there's um yeah used to used to go play pool or or play curling or whatever i feel like i'm i'm wondering what what americans do we all just play curling in the winter well <laughs> <laughs> that's all we yeah, do yeah for us for me at least it was hockey in the winter lacrosse in the summer that, right. that transition for me yeah some sort of like extracurricular so i feel like it's it's kind of nice that that this is here and it seems to just tap into something. And I feel like that's more so the people starting up their own podcast and inviting people on. It's it's more about just finding people who you can kind of connect with and and have a good chat with and maybe drink a Budweiser and burp on a podcast and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I burped at least like three or four times. I'm kind of counting it in my no, head. You're man, you're Whether it's it coming out on the mic or not, yeah. it's a whole different story. It's, a, it's the inner um, ear burp. Yeah, it's the inner ear burp. Yeah. I mean, God, I would have loved to have been a part of this community, say, like pre COVID and even like earlier than that. Right. But it, it, I'm glad that I was able to kind of come into this community when I did. And if anywhere to, anyone were to ask me, like, well, like, how did you find it? It's again, like, like with the original, like, you know, group of podcasters that I first kind of was speaking to when I started my show. I don't know. It just sort of happened. It could have been yeah. Twitter. It could have been on Discord. I mean, I think I just stumbled upon We The Gamer Cast on Twitter, for example, and I just looked through the names of, like, the guests that you had on and looked at some of their, like, history or, like, what they were doing, and I'm like, this seems interesting, and then listened to a couple of episodes and was like, huh, that Brock McLaughlin guy's pretty interesting. Oh, he's local. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's right around and it was the like, And then it felt... It felt like very hyper local in a way that is like, well, it's a Canadian hosting it too. And yeah. I had that appreciation for that. I mean, let alone like the fact that this, you know, we're in an era now where it, it seems so much easier to just turn on a, a mic and a camera and you can speak to somebody halfway across the world. Right. Yep. And, you know, on back in the day, like, say, if I'm booting up like the old COD 4 on the Xbox 360, it's like I couldn't ever put a face to the voices I would hear on this like spotty chat. You know what I mean? But now it seems like like we're speaking right now and there's a time difference, most likely, right? Because mm -hmm. of where you are and where I am. But like, it's as if you could be sitting on the couch with me right now. Totally. Right? It's, it's made it a whole lot more accessible. And the other thing, too, and like getting back to what I was saying earlier about like how I've been kind of like muting my Discord, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not anything against anybody at all. I think it's just that like, you know, again, I get overwhelmed sometimes with all the chatter. But even when I do hop on, it's as if I'm just picking up where I left off. And it's totally. like I was there the whole time. And nobody's ever like, it's all, I, I made the comparison to like, if you played Animal Crossing, and if you leave your village for like a year and a half, and then when you come back, you'll have a village or be like, you've been gone 
389 days <laughs> where like and right down to the date the yeah. hour the minute that you left and it's like nobody ever <laughs> does that on discord we need that a bot. would be awesome we're gonna get yeah. a bot for this actually like <laughs> and will's first chat too. in yeah make it public so that everybody everybody can see it and and put you on blast <laughs> but like no i mean like that's no we're gonna have that now nice to be able to mm-hmm. just slide in no no, I no it's gone I, I do Nope, you can't. You can't just I, sneak back in. You. It will be no, announced. Hey. Tag everybody. <laughs> I'm. I'm with I'm you. Kidding. I. I would love. I would love. I uh, know it that. sounds that horrendous. No, I'm. I'm totally. I'm totally kidding. No, that. But no, it's. It, that's the whole thing. Is like some people. I don't know. And I, I hope that people who don't necessarily contribute. Or I don't even like saying or like say have something to say. Don't feel like they are doing it wrong. Like. Mm-hmm. Everybody is welcome, whether they're it's just like anybody on a on a Twitch stream or YouTube stream. Like if you're watching, that's great. If you're there, like if you're reading and like that's and and if you feel welcome, that's everything. Like there's no there's everything else falls into place. Like it's not there's not any one way to do it. The fact of even the way that you talk about like your life path so far just shows that there's so many different ways to go about this thing. So to declare that to doing discord one way or another is right or wrong or in any way representative of someone's commitment or priority or whatever. Like, dude, that's way, that's, that's way too, that's, that's another meter. We don't need a discord meter in our Sims meter of priorities. It's like, no, just Mine whatever. Mine would be bleeding red. It would be bleeding red, but that's, I put that on myself. I think it's, it's again, the like the pressures of man, I should be contributing more to discord or man, I really should start having guests on my podcast. It's like sort of those like, it could be the anxiety could just be me putting pressure on myself, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, tomorrow I can just turn my, my notifications back on and I'll just be flooded with notifications from discord again. It's like, you know, I, I can do it at my own leisure. Nobody else is really holding me to that or, right. you know, it's, it's, it's all on me. I think I just, I put this pressure on myself and I make myself feel bad when it's not a bad thing, you know. What I no, mean? it shouldn't. It shouldn't bring you stress like that. But don't you also think too? Like you said something earlier about going to the gym. You just woke up and decided today's the day. Like mm-hmm. sometimes that's just the way that it works. And I imagine it would be the same with this as well. And I would, I would say, even starting with the GamerCast felt very similar to that. And a lot of like some of the best things that I've ever done. Like I just woke up and was like, I guess that's what I'm doing. Like it's a, it's a bathroom thought or whatever. I'm out on a walk and it's like this is what we're doing. Like, um. Like the the rebrand out of Yumi Capri, very similar. It's just like, oh, this is this makes sense. Like there was something that kind of clicked and was like, okay, that's that's where it goes. So putting mm-hmm. sometimes putting pressure just I don't know. I don't know about you, but like I met my wife when I was just like not looking at all. Like it's it's the mm-hmm. moments where we're just like just stop worrying about whatever that's all about, and then all of a sudden like there she is, like just yeah. like this ah. Moment. And I feel so authentic too. Like the totally. way you describe that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I m- my wife and I met on a dating site. So yeah. I was technically seeking <laughs> her out. Yeah. So it, and it there's again, like, no right way or wrong way. Like for me, it was I had I had thought like maybe that's just not happening for me. So yeah. And it was like the next day. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, there she is. Yep. She just fell from the sky. Just Pretty much. Yep. Like, yep. She started at work <laughs> and I, I got introduced and got nervous and ran away. And I was like, okay. And that's cute. And kept chatting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate the, the your your night tonight. And um, we only had one beer. I, sh- I gotta, I gotta, maybe I'll just start getting hammered on this show. <laughs> maybe I'll do that to I'm, mix it up. 
I'm a social drinker, so it's, most of the time I only get like one or two in, and then it's like I'm done. I'm done I do for the love night. Beer though, beer is just. I love all. I, dude, I love everything, man. I really do. <laughs> yeah. You put anything in front of me, I'm like, that seems awesome to me. I've been drinking a lot more. Like, it's gonna sound bad. That sounded I, I amazing. A lot more. I've been drinking a lot more this week. Um, my wife was actually away on vacation, um, doing a um, sort of like a summer camp, but she was like a lifeguard for this summer camp for the week. Mm-hmm. So I was home in and got pretty rough last night. I'll have to admit. I decided to open up a bottle of Kraken rum and uh oh my Sprite. gosh <laughs> and what if you had to I go just... somewhere what if what if he got sick oh it was it, no it was late in the night i was home by myself watching some battle bots and i thought what if he started like know, throwing up in the no, never mind it's whatever man you do you <laughs> listen li- listen you're not far off base that is exactly what happened last night unfortunately there you it, go <laughs> uh, but it only took, it took one cup that's all it took so I'm like, okay, maybe I should uh, drink slower or maybe eat, like drink on a full stomach, perhaps. Like that might help. Good advice. I think it also, did, I think it also kind of like the process kind of sped up as I fell asleep on the couch. So as soon as I got up, it was like, oh, you're going to be sick. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like I've only been 30, sleeping man. for half an hour. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, no it, like, old had, age is happening. I had a nice buzz on Tuesday, though. I mean, I was, I was home <laughs> that first night. I um, was sipping sipping a few uh, drinks and some Smirnoff, <laughs> watching watching the Elvis movie on television. Oh, it nice! Was, it was a good it was a good buzz, but yesterday was not it was not a good. Buzz. I like that you're no. rating your buzz. This is the best. Oh man, I've had some pretty terrible buzzes though in the past. I like, yeah, no, been I, there. Yeah, yep. my wedding night. Don't remember half of it. <laughs> I think I think um, Chelsea and I got married on a cruise ship, and I I think I might have been drunk four times that day. Like and, from but, morning but to night. on a cruise ship, so it was that would best. make you sick. It was awesome. No, it was amazing. Make- it was on, I mean, maybe a lot of people say this about their, like, best day ever. Like, just so much fun. Like, like morning drinks, like mimosas, and yeah, we got married in the afternoon, so drinks after that, then dinner, and then night. Oh, dude, it was, it was the yeah. best. Such a good day. I had yeah. a, I went hard from like 8 p.m. till 10.30 of just, people were buying me shots. And we didn't have an open bar. It was a closed bar. People were willing to buy me a shot. And I just kept taking them. And I was I was in front of the toilet for like two hours and Dude, had that's to be not carried good. out. That's not no, not, no that's not good. That's I know. Not what you I, want. I'm like and the fact that like I woke up the next morning and I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know how I got in my PJs. That I, that's scary. That's scary. No, the the funny thing was that so all all of the guys I we all the guys had uh, superhero themed like T-shirts underneath. That was part of my side of the the wedding theme. She wanted the country theme with the cowboy boots. I wanted the superhero stuff. So all the guys, I bought them all um, like stuff for their suits. Like they had the little logos. I was Spider Man, so I had a red shirt on underneath. And I guess at some point last night, somebody took my shirt and threw it in the tub with water, and the color just bled out. So oh me and my wow. Hand, my half day state waking up the next morning looking at a tub of red and I'm like, what the hell happened last oh, night? And I'm die. walking around. People are passed out on the floor and in, in the living room and on the in like the spare bedroom. I'm like, why are all these people here? And I'm like starting to ask people to help fill in the gaps of the night. It felt like the hangover, but like there was no tiger involved. Like it was it was insane. Um, but I had never been that drunk before. And like <laughs> 
I don't what know how we got happening? from. Let's talk about one social beer to let's talk about my I would, wedding. I was just run. about to say, well, now, now I'll change it a little bit. Will, I thank you so much for being on the show tonight, man. If anybody wants to send you like tips to AA or anything or whatever, uh, where can they reach you? Where can they find your podcast? Where can they reach you on the internet, my friend? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, podcast is the Outbreak podcast. It's available anywhere you listen to a podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Um, I'm pretty active mostly on Twitter, so you can follow me at Wilkie. My last name is spelled K-E-E. The podcast itself is also on Twitter. It's at Podcast Outbreak, all one word. And I mean, I could go into all my social media platforms, but I'll save it for my own show because I do a nice big breakdown on my show. If you want to find me anywhere, most of it involves a William or an Outbreak or an association of the two. Cool, man. Well, let me know. Um, yeah, I'll put all your all your links in the show notes for people. And just like that, I get a get a Look McDonald's Canada makes its appearance on the show. I don't even have to do it from a car. Thank you, Chelsea. I was just talking about you. And um, with that, man, thank you so much. And I'm glad we we did it. We we got together. We did we finally, it. yeah, yay! <laughs> Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So I didn't get into too many of the details. By the way, I'm going back to the beginning. I'm going back to what we were talking about before. Thank you so much uh, to Will for for carving out time, man. That was a, a great chat. But I'm going to go back to the beginning. I want to talk about. I want to talk about something. I don't have a lot of time to talk about it. So uh, thank you guys for supporting the show. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. Uh, Carpo Gaming, where Court is just taking over the world, uh, which is incredible. Um, I also need um, guests. Actually, let me know who you guys think should be a guest. That's maybe one one little tweak. Who who else other than yourself? I mean, if you have a mental show and you want to make, you know, you can you can do that whole thing. But if you want, if you guys have somebody else in mind, feel free to reach out. No guarantees. I can't make any promises. Okay. Uh, with all that said, with all that out of the way, I want to tell you something. And I hope that this lands in a way that is a positive thing. Before the half marathon, I did a training run and it went horrendously. And I had a very challenging week on a variety of fronts. Pretty much every single front. Everything that I, I, I kind of alluded to it with my chat in my chat with with Will. Like the whole like Sims meters and stuff. Everything was crappy. And one of the reasons I enjoy running so much is because it feels like there's a, a wonderful cleanse that happens. And this cleanse happened for me on my half marathon. I was able to face my fears, face all my doubt. Face all the things that were telling me, all the voices that were telling me I couldn't do it, and they literally were telling me I couldn't do it in a way I had ne- I have never experienced before, and I did it. I got through a huge portion of that run without feeling anything. I got into my flow. I was positively thinking, and I had good messaging to myself, like, I can do it. Look how far I've come. I've done all the things, and then I did the thing, and my family and Marcus and his family were there, and it was amazing, and we did the great thing, and I... And so I'm proud of myself. This is why I didn't want to. Ma- I didn't want to make it about myself at the beginning. But I'm going to make it about me in a way that hopefully will help you. I didn't think I could do it. I really, and I'm not just saying it. I had a tremendous amount of anxiety about this half marathon. I didn't think I gave myself enough time to train, which I didn't. Um, I had done a training run that didn't go well, which seemed to solidify the fact that I couldn't do it. But I did it, and I did hard things. And I'm telling you guys, you can do hard things if you put your mind to it. I I just cannot express this strongly enough. 
do hard things, learn, learn, allow yourself to learn lessons. I'm, I'm stumbling because it's the end of the episode. Here's a clip of Bobby Pauls on Breaking Bells with special guest Lockwood. You guys are amazing. I will see you next week. You, you are amazing. Hey, bye. What yeah. I want to ask you guys now is like, who are your, you know, your unpo- your unwanted? Like, is there oh. some something you just go like, I can't have this guy on my village or girl on my village, on my island. Oh. I mean, for, okay, let me start. Mine is Jambat. That thing has to stay away. Bobby, oh my god. You're really going to say that right in front of me. What? such an angel. She's my mascot. You know, you know why? Listen, this is why. <laughs> she does look creepy. She is creepy. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with every time I village hunt, your little, your little troll posse that comes in and are like hey we My need frog. they're trying to marry I love it. they're trying to ship bill and jambet i'm not having it at yes, all yes i love it I'm, no you I'm don't for it. I'm no you're for not it. no you're not stop it <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna draw some fan art oh gosh <laughs> please don't god please don't um i to be to be honest probably like <laughs> diva bothers me a little bit Oh, yes. Oh, 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 oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm a frog friendly zone. It's not they a frog friendly. I'm frogs. sorry. It's not frog friendly. <laughs> frogs I like the frogs, but <clears throat> I have, that should have, have to say, I think a lot of people think that I find the frogs really cute. Some of them are cute, don't yes. get me wrong. Yes. But I actually just find them so weird looking and that's kind of why I want them. That's where the charm comes from. Yeah, that mm-hmm. it's like this like diva, like I don't think she's cute. Mm-hmm. She looks so odd. Jambet, don't even get me started on that mouth. Like that <laughs> that's scary. You know those things in like Super Mario Sunshine when they like latch onto you and they just keep like kissing you. That's what I imagine that to be like. Um so yeah, just to clear clear that up a little bit. What about you, Locke? Is there is there any unwanted for you? I don't know. I keep I keep picturing Jitter's eyes. Mm. But I'm just like, it's like I think it would fit for my island right now because it's Halloween themed and like he's like staring into your soul mm-hmm. or he's not mentally there. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> any other time of the year? Mm-mm, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of the gorillas for me. Al, oh. I don't want Al. Rocket is woof. I literally, I restarted my island, <laughs> and not restarted. I got the, I got the third switch, and I started up, and I'm sitting there, and we're going through the whole process as we're getting ready to start the new island, and Rocket is there, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone's like, restart, restart. Yeah, I'm like, restart. I gotta restart the island. I literally restarted, <laughs> went through the whole process again, because I was like, yeah. that is not happening. I'm sorry. I'm so glad I witnessed that, honestly. That is not I a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, of course. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is not a thing that we want around here, so that's done. Um... <laughs>